now serving butter and bacon. The good stuff. Hi, and welcome to the Week 2 Review, Week 3 Preview of the Butter and Bacon Fantasy Football League. I am your Commissioner Dean, as always, joined by the Knight of Run leader, Yo, Paul NJ. What's going on, Paul? Tis I, here to review and preview re and pre. Yes. And as we sit here at your round table, we are now two weeks into the football season, which doesn't sound like a lot when you think about the NFL and the fact that they have a 16-week schedule. But I was 17 about this, week schedule. Seven, well, six, yeah, 16 games over 17 weeks. But I was thinking about this in fantasy terms. You know, they, they always tell these stats in the NFL about if you're 0-2, you know, teams make the playoffs less than 20% of the time. But well, we only have 12 or 13 week schedules typically in fantasy football. Our early yeah. is 13. You start 0 and 2 in fantasy football, and you're starting to look up pretty far at those 2 and 0 teams in the standings. So it, it is yeah. painful to be 0 2. And sadly, as I scan through our standings, that yeah. is the fate of at least uh, five or six teams in our league. Yeah. So without further ado, let's dive right in, and we'll start with one of those 0 and 2 teams who helped move Project Badass to 2 and 0. And that is your Knights of Ren, who suffered, despite scoring a very reputable 126 points, you got trounced by 30. Uh, I Pereira did. Squad went off. <laughs> I did. Um, and I, I can point to uh, really two players. That would be Mr. Pat Mahomes and Mr. Gordon <laughs> for the Chargers. Yeah, not, not bad when you can start off with Mahomes uh, dropping 42 at the helm. Yeah, and then, you know, Gordon with 30. So, I mean, between those two players, I mean, those two players almost tied the majority of the league in points, <laughs> uh, let alone the Miami defense just completely having its way with the Jets with two interceptions and a fumble recovery. So, yeah, I kind of ran up against a buzzsaw. I don't think anybody was beating Project Badass. No, well, in fact, the only one that might have would be um... – Mr. Nick Lombardo and his Campbell Shambles because they had a monster game against the Duckburg Canucks. What a scoring output. 161 and a half, beating the Canucks 153, who literally yeah. would have beaten the other team this week. Yes. Yes. And again, I'm sorry, Don. I'm so sorry. He's facing me this week. He's already predicted he's going to lose by a point. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, just looking at the Canucks lineup, I mean, in a losing effort, again, Deshaun Watson and Todd Gurley uh, with with nearly what are they, 57 points, 58 points between the two of them. And then Stefan Diggs with almost 42 yep. in a loss. In a loss because Kirk Cousins decided to be a 40-point scorer as well, chipping in almost 41 by himself. Yeah, Robbie Gould uh, really helped. 14 points for a kicker is large. Large, large, large. What also hurt the Canucks, which cannot be foreseen, was Carlson from Minnesota missing three field goals. I mean, he ended up with zero points because he made the three extra points, but the missed field goals took yes. those points off the board. So, I mean, giving him nine points, he would have won by half a point. Yeah, and you know what? I will guarantee that he will not miss three field goals next week. No, nope. because uh, he got waived. Yep, <laughs> not, not just in fantasy. He got waived in the no, NFL. He's, he's gone. He does not have a place. 
Well, we'll continue down the path of teams that have gone to 2-0, and sending someone to 0-2, and, and that is the Staggering Pigs now sitting at 2-0 and as Totally Radical Islam falls to 0-2. 107-82 to was their final score. Yeah, it's a little bit of a lower-scoring affair, I think, that really hurt when Mariota didn't um, play. That kind of hurts when your quarterback puts up a goose egg. And also hurts when Leonard Fournette doesn't play. So yeah. puts up a goose egg. Two players uh, at the running back, and Fournette is like, I mean, he, he seriously uh, would have had fun running against that New England defense. Um, so, yeah, staggering pigs, uh, you know, struggling along, uh, you know, Johnson, uh, three points at running back, not good. Doyle, four points at tight end, not good. But, man, Thomas for New Orleans. I mean, 30, th- nearly 33 points. That's yeah, fantastic. Boy. That's fantastic. Yeah, that, that must uh, that must upset someone like uh, the Canucks or your team who had really nice scoring output. And the pigs, third lowest score of the week get the W, but sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Yes, it, fantasy defense is what the Staggering <laughs> Pigs had, a fantasy defense. Well, again, uh, another close one here, another 2-0, and sending a team to 0-2. The Monkey, as predicted by me, yes, uh, Mr. Scopa, 121-117, to close game. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, it's ridiculously close. Um, and it's funny because you go down the line. I mean, the only even, um, you know, kind of lopsided position-wise was just Christian McCaffrey going off, completely negated by A.J. Green. <laughs> yes, literally, 29.9 for both. I mean, we talked about A.J. Green's output because he had the three touchdowns in the quarter um, for Thursday Night Football last week. But, um, yeah, I mean, Christian McCaffrey just completely negated it. So uh, it was, it's very, very good. Team Monkey, really, I think it was Golden Tate, seemed to be the difference maker there. All right, moving on. One more matchup of 2-0 and versus 0-2, coming out of the week at least, and that yes. is Stafford Donalds with a convincing 144-121 to win over Scott's Cruisers. Yeah, and th- this is that game again, you know, Roethlisberger throwing 450 yards and four touchdowns. That helps. Oh, it also helps when uh, 121 yards and a touchdown is to a guy on your own team <laughs> with uh, Schmidt Schuster. So that is um, the yeah, finest. Yeah, I mean, so you're talking about one game, one team uh, doing some math, carry the one. Yeah, that's uh, 77 points. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's not bad. No, it's pretty good. But, uh, you know, Scott's Cruisers, again, it's one of those things. I mean, 121.4 should get you nearly a win most weeks. Um, you know, Matt Stafford had a particularly good day um, against San Francisco, uh, you know, 30.2 points. And, um, you know, just looking down, Funches, your favorite. There he is. There he Seven is. receptions for 77 yards. No touchdowns. But still, 14.7, that's a good point. Tyreek Hill, actually. That's a 20-point outing. That's pretty solid. Yes. I mean, even the 14, yes. 14, 7 out of your wide receivers is not a bad day at all. No, it's not. And actually, that 20 points is what Tyreek Hill had with uh, five receptions, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Coming down to earth a little bit um, from week <laughs> one. It probably where, feels like a let Oh, man. The guy had like 45 points, if I remember correctly. Um, but, yeah. So, uh, you know, Scott's Cruisers, again, good, solid outing. Just um, the Donald's too strong. All right, Metroville Heroes with their first win of the season, 138 
to 111 over the Fran Dogs. Yeah, and I mean, looking at this matchup, I mean, Amari Cooper really was doing some damage to you. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be his only good game of the year when he plays me because I've yeah, it's <laughs> only when he plays up. you. Uh, 23.6. I mean, that was the high output um, for the Fran Dogs. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, kind of pedestrian, 281 with the touchdown to uh, tie. <laughs> I that that was a bizarre game. Um, your, your lineup, actually, you know, your big three were pretty strong. I mean, high teens, uh, you know, Garoppolo, Connor, and Brown, um, Travis Kelsey. Oh. Yeah, after his disappearance in week one, he more than made up for it this week. Yeah, he repaid your uh, loyalty to keep him in the lineup, 31.9 points. Um, I mean, looking at your bench, however, and, you know, you never, I don't think, would put in Matt Ryan over Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, considering Matt Ryan was playing the Carolina defense. But, man, 33.4 on your bench, that's tough to take. But you won anyway. And that was a matchup decision. I I would normally start Ryan, but the, the matchup looked better, you know, the whole on paper thing, never right? Out. Right, and uh, you know, just looking looking again at the benches, I don't think the Frandogs could have done much um, to overcome uh, overcome your victory. So, congratulations, getting off the Schneid. It is good to not be zero and two to be one and one. It still doesn't yeah. put me in the playoff sections, but still, you know, I'll, I'll take not the win. <laughs> and uh, I believe I dubbed this game of the week last week as it was the only game of undefeateds. Uh, and now only Scott's Cavadil Tequila comes out undefeated. They're two and zero with a one thirty nine to one hundred four victory over Make It Pink, who's now one and one. Yeah, I mean, looking at this uh, again, this this was like the way Philip Rivers was putting up points against Buffalo in the first half. Um, you, you figured that uh, he was good for probably fifty. Leveled off in the second half. Um, I don't know what happened up there in Bill in the Bills land uh, with regard to the defense, but. Um, Thielen, Minnesota again. This is that this is that tie with Green Bay, thirty three point one points. Fantastic in the uh, winning effort for Cava Del Tequila. Um, I think Make It yeah. Pink was let down at a lot of positions. Um, not only one, Marquis Goodwin. Yeah, no, not a defense. No, we'll we'll get to that. But you know, with with regard to letdowns, Marquis Goodwin left the game with a deep thigh bruise. Um, that's not good to put up the goose egg, um, and. Rob Gronkowski, in a game against a defense as tough as Jacksonville's, to only have two receptions for 15 yards. I don't quite know how or why. I, it's my it's my observation, having seen Gronk play as many times as I have, and Brady knows this, you just put the ball up and he comes down with it. I mean, he's bigger than everybody else on the defensive side. <laughs> I don't yeah, know how I, only I did got not watch two. the game. I, I know Jalen Ramsey was talking some smack, saying he was going to cover the tight end, which would not yeah. be normal for a corner to move in that far. And there's no. a huge size difference there. Um, but whatever Jacksonville schemed, they definitely took Gronk out of the game, and, and it obviously showed in the record and, and the score at the end of the game. Yeah, but uh, you know, getting to the positives for making pink, man, the Chicago Bears defense is back. It's yeah. back. It's like they traded for someone who's going to contend for defensive player of the year or something. I don't know. It yeah. just, just happened. It's almost like we talked about him on our draft day special. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe too often. <laughs> Maybe too often. A few uh, times. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Chicago's defense, 25 and a half points. Um, that's huge. Huge. 
And Baltimore laid a goose egg, so that also was yeah, not good. Right. Yeah, interesting fact, Cincinnati's two wins um, in the real NFL, they have um, both games been 34-23. to 23. Wow, I did not notice that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that uh, that wraps up week two. Now I'm just taking a quick peek ahead to week three, and we, you know, we have some good matchups. Actually, my game against Scott Scruzers, the line right now is 1.9. The projected nice. scores are 129.9 to 128, so that should be a dogfight. Um, but I'm going to dub Game of the Week as Dapper Donald's taking on Project Badass, a matchup of two 2-0 teams. Uh, the projected line right now is the Badass by six. Yeah, I mean, taking a look at that, I mean, the Badass, again, it, it, these quarterbacks are nuts, Roethlisberger and Mahomes. Um you got you got wide receivers. I mean, every position is pretty much stacked. I think the only edge I might give um, is to the Donalds with the Minnesota defense playing the hapless Buffalo Bills offense. Yeah, that one's. Uh, uh, I was listening to a show that was talking about doing the um, you know, like a knockout pool where you have to pick yep. a, a game. You can't use the game. Yeah, the the Vegas odds basically put that at something in the neighborhood of like ninety six percent sure Minnesota's going to win that game. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, I would, yeah. yeah, that doesn't usually do well for uh, opposing offenses when you have a defense of that talented. So I I have a feeling Minnesota's going to win. Yeah, I, I I do as well. So I'm I'm seeing that as the edge for the Donalds to give the badass their first loss. And I, I must take a quick peek at your game as well, since you've talked oh. about it a little bit. Um, and someone here is going to get their first win, unless you guys go ahead and tie. We, um, yeah. But... <laughs> yeah, well, that'd be funny. <laughs> we are recording Friday morning, and uh, given that the Canucks have already had one player, uh, I don't know what the point spread was before, but the line has shifted to you favored by 7.7. How do you feel about that? Um, I'm not feeling good about it, mainly because um, I've got a couple people on my roster, and I've been going back and forth. Um, that are either tweaked in practice, which gives me pause, uh, namely I'm looking at you, Mr. Beasley. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and again, I'm reading the scouting reports. You know, uh, Beasley seems to be Dak Prescott's go-to when there's a good pass rush. Seattle has not been able to generate a pass rush, so he might not get many catches. I don't know. Uh, um, I, I – I, I'm a little leery of the edge that I'm getting. I also have been waffling at quarterback um, between Drew Brees playing in Atlanta. I mean, it's a fast track, but it's Atlanta. He gets up for that game. Um, but then you got Blake Bortles playing Tennessee. Blake Bortles has been doing very well, so I don't know. Um, I'll probably waffle on that all the way up to <laughs> maybe 12.50 uh, p.m. on Sunday. But, nice. um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, this should be a good game, but, um, you know, I hope I win, but watch Don beat me for his first win of the season. I will not pick rooting sides other than to say, I hope you guys don't tie. There you go. Me too. I don't want to tie. <laughs> I hate Why there's ties decimals. Someone ends up losing a playoff spot by half a game. It's awful. Right? Um, but uh, before we step out of here, I do want to take a quick peek at our other league because we are in championship uh, mode right now over in the BAB, I guess, FBL. Uh, yeah. hashtag, hashtag Cleatfoot. No, hashtag Cleatfoot is football. No, this is uh, round ball. Hashtag Squeakfoot, that's basketball. That's basketball. Hashtag Bladefoot, that's hockey. Right. But they wear cleats in baseball. Diamond ball. Hashtag Spikefoot. Spike foot? Well, they wear spikes in football, too. 
and we'll call those cleats, and then we'll call baseball spikes. It's true. I don't know. We'll have to ask Amy about that part. But you can ask Harold, and uh, I guess we're going to call him Bernie. Bernard? Hmm. I don't know. I like Bernie. I'm just looking at him. I want to call him Bernie. Yeah. Burn, baby, burn, as Mr. Williams used to for the Yankees. Uh, Marcus Hook's bees are off to a 30-point deficit as we sit here on day six of week one of the championship matchup. Yes. Uh, but they're the number one seed, taking on the number two seed, the Boardwalk Planks, who are, again, off to a 163-135 lead. Uh, that's uh, that's a pretty good matchup. They're both great teams. They both had a very dominant regular season, 16-3 and for the Marcus Hook's bees. Marcus Hookbees and fourteen and five for Boardwalk Planks. Pretty much the rest of the playoff teams were. Uh, actually, you had a great. You were fourteen and five, but you got knocked off last round. So it was scope. Yeah, I had. I had a lot a, of people uh, sat in that ten and nine, nine and ten range. Yeah, I had. I had a little bit of the injury bug towards the end, um, and that that bounced me in the first round of the playoffs. But you know that happens. I mean, it's a long season when you hit the like one hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty game mark. <laughs> Um, you know, guys start to take I mean, not not necessarily that they're doing it on purpose. They're not resting by any stretch of the imagination. But man, that's that's a that's a slug. <laughs> yeah, it is, and and it's the interesting part about fantasy baseball. The way we do it is, uh, you know, you take that 162 games, you try to break it down into 18, 19 weeks, so it's yep. kind of footballized. Um, but, but it does hurt when you have those injuries that happen early in the week and you can't switch your lineup out. So uh, I, I think your point is well taken. I think health is sometimes just as important as performance, uh, getting those guys in that will hopefully last the whole week, if not the whole season for you. I mean, even superstars like Mike Trout, who missed time this year, really yes! damage those standings. Yep, they do. And, you know, looking again at this matchup, uh, Marcus Hooks-Bees, I think, would be right up there really close to being tied. Because uh, they do have two players, two pitchers that have negative points, negative three and negative five. So, uh, you know, being down eight, even if you switch that, make that a 16, 20-point swing, it would be 163 to 155. So, yeah, I think that's that's kind of the tail of the tape there. But these two teams are very evenly matched. Yeah, it's going to be a good matchup. we got the rest of this week, all of next week, so we'll probably take a peek at it on next week's show, but we'll do a final baseball recap the following week when the season has ended. Uh, for anybody who cares, and the answer is probably no one at this point, um, Kyle and I are in the Consolation Ladder uh, final matchup. It's Not Shoreline Taproom? <laughs> Not Shoreline Taproom. He went and made the playoffs, so I couldn't play him six weeks in a row. Right. Uh, so, yep. So, you know, I'm not sure anyone at this point even cares about that constellation bracket. But, you know, it's kind of fun for those of us that don't make the playoffs. It, uh, the league does set up a little constellation bracket. So we'll, we'll take a peek at it. You know, Kyle and I are in there, 116, 114. So it actually is a good matchup. But I'm more excited keeping an eye on our championship matchup. So good luck to the, the rest of this week and next week to the Marcus and Bees and Boardwalk Planks. And we will definitely be keeping an eye on our football and, Paul, I'll be keeping an eye on you to make sure you get a chance to pick yourself a quarterback. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, we will check in next week, and see you then. This has been The Good Stuff. Thank you for listening to Butter and Bacon.